<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay, what is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts right here, it's with some facts and like always, of course, so this is going to be a two-part episode right here, so I didn't get the chance to watch SmackDown, I forgot to record it again last night, so my bad on that one, I promise the next SmackDown that does come out, I will review it for you guys, so that's on me. So this will be an AEW Rampage Fight for the Fallen review slash WWE SummerSlam predictions. I will be watching SummerSlam live tonight, and I will review that for you guys tomorrow morning. So I just want to put that out there. So there will be no skipping at all. I'll be watching SummerSlam live, and then I'll be reviewing it for you guys tomorrow. Like I said, I am pretty excited for SummerSlam, the first... I would say first WWE pay-per-view I'm really excited for in years. You know, we're in the Triple H, Stephanie McMahon era. You know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. Like I mentioned back on Thursday, I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And I did see a little bit of SmackDown. Like I saw like on Facebook, Twitter, saw little clips, things that happened. It looked like it was good. It honestly looked like it was good, so... The next SmackDown that does come out will be next Friday, of course. I'll be definitely watching that and reviewing that for you guys. Just put it out there. So my bad on that one. Um, all right, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the review right here. So we're going to review Rampage, Fight for the Fallen, and then I will make my SummerSlam prediction. So it's an AEW WWE episode. For the first time ever, we're doing two in the same episode. You know, I'm, I'm still hoping. I know it's wishful thinking. I know it's wishful thinking. It's probably not going to happen for a while or maybe ever. I'm still keeping my hopes up. Hopefully we do get an AEW WWE Super Show. I mean, you want to talk about box office. You want to talk about breaking ratings. I think an AEW WWE Super Show does that. And even back in the day, if there was a WCW WWF Super Show, oh, that would have been fucking insane. We didn't get that, though, you know, after they bought WCW, you know, WWF at the time, you know, that whole invasion storyline, it could have been a lot better, honestly, but I digress. Could you imagine if there was a WCW, WWF super show back in the day, like, let's say, like, the mid-90s, or even, you know, in the Attitude Era? Could you imagine that? Holy shit. That would have been insane. But I'm still keeping hope up for it. Hopefully we get to see it. That's all I'm hoping for. One can dream. One can dream. So, and listen, I know there's a lot of WWE, you know, stands and AEW stands. that They want it to happen as well. They won't admit it, but come on. They know it's a W for all of wrestling. Please. And I'm a fan of both. I'm not a stan. I'm a fan. There's a big total difference. I'm a fan of both companies. And I just want the best. That's all. You know, I'm probably in the minority on that one because everybody wants to see war, uh, this and that, blah, 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 ratings and whatever. Who gives a shit? It's wrestling. Enjoy for what it is. I really don't fucking care. Uh, let's get into the first match of the show right here. It was a, the trios match. It was best friends, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta versus Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt. I will say this, though, with uh, Rampage Fight for the Fallen. The first half of the show sucked. The second half picked it up. So overall, it was a good show. Just the first half of the show was not good. And this trios match, 
Like, I, I did read the spoiler, and some, you know, some people were saying, oh, it was enjoyable. I'm like, okay. Yeah, this wasn't enjoyable to me at all. It just wasn't. I think it made Satnam Singh look pretty bad. I mean, obviously, he didn't take the pin in this match. You know, he did a couple of moves, but it still goes, it's still a loss on his record. Obviously, not one-on-one. He hasn't wrestled one-on-one just yet, but it's still, like, it's still a loss. You know, I think it made Jay Lethal look pretty stupid. And we know we're getting Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy on Dynamite. I mean, honestly, you could have just done Lethal versus Cassidy on Rampage. The match on Dynamite, I don't think people are really going to care as much. I mean, I think Lethal's going to win, but nobody's going to really care if it's on Dynamite. If it, was, if it was on Rampage, oh, okay, fine, whatever. Whatever. Dynamite, it's like, oh, we got to watch Orange Cassidy wrestle another one-on-one match. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, fucking lethal makes quick work of him. But that's well. If Wardlow didn't do that, then fucking lethal's not gonna do that. It's gonna be a competitive matchup for good old pocket. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I know for everyone that's listened for a long time on here, I was giving Cassidy so much praise in 2020 and in 2021. But this year, man, I'm just so over him. I really am. I'm over the whole bullshit shtick that he does. I mean, when he when he actually legit wrestles, he can legit wrestle. But I just can't stand the stupid gimmick anymore. Like I've said so many times, it worked in the pandemic era in Daly's place. It worked then. Here, it just it doesn't work anymore. I mean, a cra- he's somehow still over with the crowd. But if you gave this guy a championship, if you gave him the TNT or the world title... Which I don't think Tony, I don't think Tony's crazy enough to put the world title on him. The TNT title, you know, I I did say I wouldn't mind, but now I completely do. But if you put any title on him, the crowd will get tired of him so quickly. I could guarantee it, because they want to see a fighting champion. He would be so bad as a champion. He just would. A couple of years ago, I probably would have said different. Even a couple of years ago, I was saying. Don't put the world title on him. Put the TNT title on him. The world title, yeah, no. He won't. He's not believable as world champion. He's just not. And people will get tired of him. So at least I know that. Back in like 2020, I didn't mind if they put the TNT title on him. I would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. TNT title. Whatever. He got the world title shot against Omega and Pac back at double nothing last year. Match was good. I thought he was going to win Cassidy. I was like, holy shit, is he actually going to win? You would have seen the internet broke if Cassidy would have won. That would have been insane. People, I think people would have been pissed, honestly, because they would have said, oh, Pac was right there. You could have gave him the title, which they probably should have. But, well, okay, then it would have led to Omega versus Hangman, so I digress. But I'm just saying, say if they would have gave it to Cassidy, that would have been the wrong decision. Like, you want to give somebody the belt, you have the bastard right there. But, um... With this trios match, it's like I try to get into it, but, you know, come on. This was so stupid. Again, it should have just been Cassidy versus Lethal one-on-one. Lethal gets a win, and that's it. We know what happens after the match. But it was just like, it was just so dumb. It was so dumb. I really just couldn't get into it. I tried, but I'm like, this is stupid. This is so stupid right here. You know, they, the first couple couple minutes, just like when Wardlow faced Orange Cassidy, it was like no wrestling, just them staring down each other. 
Oh my god, just throw Saddam Singh in the ring, just throw Cassidy around like he's nothing. That's it. End of match. Why why are we making Orange Cassidy a legit threat or trying to make him look like a legit threat? The fact that they tried to do that with Wardlow at Fighter Fest a couple weeks ago, it made no sense. It literally made no sense to make Orange Cassidy look like a legit threat because he's not a legit threat to Wardlow. He's not a legit threat to anybody that's bigger than him. He's just not. He's just not. He's not believable. That's why they fucked over Wardlow right there by giving fucking Cassidy the first shot. Who, if it was Trent, then I wouldn't really mind as much. I, would, I really wouldn't have minded it as much because Trent's not a bad wrestler. I still feel like, you know, they could have turned him heel a few months ago when he came back all shredded and shit. And he didn't look like a babyface. He really still doesn't when he's not wearing the goofy fucking tie-dye shit. He had a chance to turn him heel. And I've always said with Trent, he could be a really good mid-carder. And he could be a TNT champion. Maybe even elevate himself to the world title. Because you look at him, he is shredded. You look at him right there. You wouldn't, if you saw him, if you saw him on the street, you saw him as a random person, you would say, this guy's fucking shredded. That guy, he could be something. But it's just a stupid gimmick, honestly. It really is. Could have done a little bit better with Trent right there. I've always said, he could be a TNT champion, maybe elevate himself to the world title. He, he just could. But I don't think I think that's far out of reach right now. That's completely far out of reach. But with this match right here, and Sanjay Dunn, his first match is 2017, I believe. He didn't even do anything right here. He just he did, he did, he did jack shit. He was taking off his suit, his fucking pencil. He was going to stamp Cassidy, and then Cassidy took the pencil and broke it. And then Cassidy hits with the orange punch, and then Trent and Chuck are holding down. Saddam sings legs, and Cassidy pins Dud, and Best Friends gets the win, and I'm like, why do they have to get the win for? Again, it goes under Saddam Singh's record. He still gets a loss. Again, he didn't get pinned. He didn't get pinned, but it's still a loss. And yeah, I mean, Dud took the pin, okay. It wasn't lethal. It, it wasn't Singh, uh, okay. But this match, it, again, it should have been the one-on-one -on -one match. Like, why are we doing it on Dynamite? You should have just done it on Rampage. It would have been a lot better. Because it's going to be on Dynamite. It's like, seriously? Are people really going to care? I really, I particularly don't care, honestly. I mean, Lethal's a hell of a fucking athlete. But, and a hell of a character, too. But nobody's going to give a shit. I'm sorry, but nobody's going to give a shit. I really don't. I think a majority of people really don't, and I don't blame them. I honestly don't blame them, because who fucking cares? Seriously, who gives a shit? I really don't. And I think a majority would agree. Who fucking cares? And after the match, fucking lethal and... Saddam Singh were beating down best friends. I'm like, okay, can we just end this shit right here? And here comes Wardlow. So here comes the TNT champion Wardlow. I'm thinking to myself, I mean, okay, I guess you could say he's got you know a little bit. Of, he's got respect for Cassidy. He showed him respect after the match a couple weeks ago for the TNT title. Okay, he was mostly staring down Jay Lethal. So I guess it kind of tells you. We're going to get Wardlow versus Jay Lethal for the TNT title. I don't think, I don't think that's going to be a long-term program. I think it's going to happen at Battle of the Belts next Saturday. 
Which is fine, honestly. I think that's... I think that's a definitely that's definitely a huge rebound for Wardlow. If he gets Jay Lethal, that's a huge rebound. After that shitty match with Cassidy, he's got a huge chance of redemption against Lethal. That's huge. I think people will start to take him a little bit more seriously. Okay, he just had a huge redemption match against Lethal. See, Lethal is somebody that is believable to beat Wardlow. Because Lethal's done it all. Lethal's done it all. He's completely believable to go up against Wardlow. I mean, obviously the size is a little bit different, but Lethal's believable. He's proven that time and time again. So, that's fine by me. That's fine. I don't think it's going to lead to Wardlow versus Satnam Singh. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, it's like, you're going to give that guy a title shot right away. That doesn't seem right, honestly. Let's see how he does one-on-one against people, not in tag team matches. But um, I'm fine with Wardlow versus Jay Lethal. That's fine. I know some people are going to complain if Lethal loses, but it's a huge rebound for Wardlow, honestly. It really is. So hopefully we get to see it. Um, so now getting to the next match right here, we have Ethan Page, Oligo Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin. We haven't seen Ethan Page in singles action since he lost to Orange Cassidy back at Blood and Guts last month. I mean, I, I, why did that match even happen, honestly? It wasn't that bad of a match, but it was just so random. Such a random match, but... um. This was a squash match. These two wrestled, I believe, on Dark. Dark Elevation, whatever the hell it was. Not too long ago, and Leon Ruff had almost beat Ethan Page, but he wanted to beat him anyway, so... I guess Ethan Page just wanted to make quick work of him in this match. is exactly what he did. And, I mean, I have kind of like a weird feeling Ethan Page is going to get an All-Atlantic title shot pretty soon, because, you know, AEW is going to be making their debut in Canada in October, so I think... I think they might be building up Ethan Page for a title shot. Which I'm fine with. You want to do him versus Pac? That's fine. That's totally fine. And you can say, where's Pac been since, he's de- since he won the All-Atlantic Championship? Well, he's been defending it all around the Atlantic. That's kind of the reason why they call it that championship. I'm just saying. But, um... It's whatever. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that, though. I wouldn't mind seeing Ethan Page as that champion. I really wouldn't, honestly. You know, he's one of the best characters. He is one of the best characters on that roster, Ethan Page. He really is. Because the guy's got fucking charisma. Like, I didn't know what to think of him when he came into AEW last year, especially after hearing what he did back in TNA with that Karate Man gimmick. And now he wrestled himself on a green screen and he killed his alter ego. I was like, okay... So I didn't know what to think of him, but then when I saw him in the uh, Face the Revolution ladder match last year, I was like, oh, this guy's good. And then he wrestled Lee Johnson in the upcoming Dynamite. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, he's not that bad. And then he, you know, made the alliance with Scorpio Sky. I'm like, oh, I mean, okay. You know, he's a really good character, honestly, Ethan Page. Like, I like his character. He's got that fucking charisma when he speaks. His fucking eyes, like, bulge out of his fucking head. Like, he's... He's got it. He's really kind of got that it factor. He kind of does, honestly. So, hopefully we see more out of him. But he squashed Leon Ruffin right here, which was done right. Because he's a much bigger guy. Leon Ruffin's fucking skinny as shit right here. And he's a little guy. So, they did this match. They did this match perfectly right here. Leon Ruffin didn't get any offense in. Ethan Page just completely fucking squashed him. And even before he hit the all, um, before he hit the ego's edge... 
we did see um, Stokely Hathaway and, Le- and Leia Gray looking on. I'm like, so Stokely Hathaway trying to recruit Ethan Page? We already know he's trying to recruit Lee, Mo- Lee Moriarty. We're going to get to that in just a couple minutes. So is he trying to recruit Ethan Page? Maybe Scorpio Sky? I mean, we know Sky's hurt. There's a reason why Scorpio Sky dropped the belt to Wardlow. Because he was hurt. I mean, it was going to happen anyway, but the reason why the match was so short, yeah, you know Sky was hurt. Because Sky got hurt in that match against Dante. Back on Rampage last month, so that's why he dropped it so quickly. It makes sense now, but, um, but yeah. But yeah, he squashed Leon Ruffin. So he squashed Leon Ruffin, and it was good. It was a nice squash match right there, and we'll see what happens now going forward. Will he join Silkley Hathaway? Time will tell. Time will definitely tell. And we shall see. We shall definitely see how that goes. And I'm down to see it. I'm totally, totally down to see that. So now, speaking of Lee Moriarty, we get to the next match right here. Student versus teacher. Matt Seidel versus Lee Moriarty. And overall, it was a good match. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, Lee Moriarty's got to win this match right here, you know. It's probably the biggest match so far of... Well, okay, it's not the biggest match of his career. He has wrestled Danielson and Punk. But he needs the biggest win of his career. He needs a big win over a veteran. He beat Dante last week. One, he cheated. Two, Dante's not a veteran, obviously. So... So, yeah. It's very different. Um, so yeah, he needs a win over a veteran wrestler, and it's perfect to do it against his quote-unquote teacher, Matt Seidel. And Moriarty, like I've said, he's fucking talented, man. He is a fucking talented wrestler. He really is. There's something about him that I like. Very, very talented. And he was even mocking Seidel before the match, doing the whole peace song, because, you know, Seidel says, peace, love, and... Pro wrestling, so 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 that was getting mocked there by Moriarty. No, but he's got some talent, this kid. He really does. I like him. Every time he's in the ring, he puts on a good show, especially against Punk last year and against Danielson early on this year and against Dante last week and against, you know, Jonathan Gresham a couple weeks before that. He's got some talent. He really does. He's got a lot of talent, Moriarty, and they're using him a lot more now, too, even though you could say it's on Rampage. Yeah, but that's we're also gonna showcase him on. He could showcase him on Dynamite as well. I mean, he he'll get showcased on Dynamite a lot more. He was showcased against Punk and Danielson on Dynamite. So he's a bright young star. Like I've said, AEW's got a lot of young stars right here. You know, you got guys like Moriarty and guys like Yuta and Garcia and Hook and Dante. Got a lot of young stars right there. Like everybody wants to talk about, you know, the four pillars like. MJF, he'll be back soon. I have a feeling he's gonna. I'll tell you about MJF real quick. I don't want to go too too much off topic. What I think about MJF is this: what's gonna happen? 
John Moxley's going to beat Chris Jericho at Quake by the Lake and retain the interim title. CM Punk will make his return. It'll be him versus John Moxley at All Out, the unification match. CM Punk will win. After the match, the lights will go out, and MJF will make his return, and he'll attack CM Punk. And then they'll eventually do the match for the world title, and MJF will become the world champion, and all will be right in the world. That's my prediction. So he's going to come back. He's been very quiet, MJF, ever since he cut that whole shoe promo last month on Dynamite. Nothing on social media. He hasn't liked anything. He hasn't tweeted anything, especially on Instagram. Nothing. Nothing. It's like he went completely off the grid. Just nothing. Nothing at all. Zero. Nada. And, you know, the other pillars, you know, Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. But, you know, like I said, you have those stars, but AEW's got the other young stars. Like I said, like guys like Garcia and Yuta and Moriarty and Dante and Hook. So AEW's got a lot of young talent right here coming up. They really do. They seriously, seriously do. And like I said, I think Moriarty... I think he's got that it factor. I honestly think he's got that it factor. And we'll see how he does. We shall see how he does. And this was a good match right here. This was a good match right here in the whole teacher versus student match. Soakley Hathaway came out halfway throughout this match. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. And he was distracting Seidel when he was on the top rope, like grabbing his leg. And Seidel, I think, kicked his glasses off. And then Lee Moriarty took advantage, took down Seidel, but Seidel kicked out. And two. And then Moriarty got him in the cross face, and that was it for Seidel. And I was thinking to myself, okay, Seidel better not tap out right away because, you know, it's, you know, he's facing his student, right? If he taps out right away with his student, that makes him look pretty bad. But he had it in for, like, at least a few seconds. He tapped out. And Lee Moriarty gets a huge win. The biggest win. That is the biggest win of his career so far. It's the biggest win of his career so far. Huge win for Moriarty. Huge. Even though it was, you know, another dirty win, because Stokely Hathaway got involved. It was another dirty win for him, but it's the biggest win of his career. It's over a veteran like Seidel who's been wrestling all over the place his whole career. It's a big win. And Moriarty officially turned heel and he accepted Stokely Hathaway's offer. So, there you go. Like, I think Moriarty, like I said, he's going to be a big star right here. I really think he is. He's got a great physique. He's great in the ring. Very good technical-wise. He's got it. He's got that it factor. I think he's going to be... He's going to be really fucking good. I seriously think he is. I really think he's going to be really good. Like, when he had that match with CM Punk, I was like, holy shit, this kid's got something. 
and we'll see how he does now going forward. Now he's with Stokely Hathaway. Hopefully this leads to something really good. Hopefully this leads to something good right here. So we'll see how we'll see how everything goes now going forward now. So now we get to the next segment right here, Claudio Castagnoli. The new Ring of Honor champion, Ring of Honor World Champion, I should say, comes out. And this was nice right here. This is nice, like a little nice couple minutes right here for Claudio, you know. Finally getting that moment, finally getting to become world champion. He finally got that moment, and he's finally world champion. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Claudio right here, you know. he And like the crowd was saying, you know, you deserve it. He absolutely fucking does. He was in Ring of Honor... Early on in his career, didn't become world champion. He was in WWE for a majority of his career, the last ten years. Sadly, didn't get. Sadly, didn't get to become world champion when you know he really should have. Just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm not trying to make it a whole like you know thing right here, but he should have been world champion. That's just me. That's just me. He should have been. He should have been world champion. That's just me, though. That's that's just me. So, we'll see. All right now, we'll see. I mean, he should have just been, he really should have just been world champion. That's just me, though. But this was nice right here, you know, and the whole crowd chant, you deserve it, and he definitely fucking does, and, you know, Claudio said thank you in all the different languages that he speaks. And, you know, he also brought out, you know, Wheeler Yuta, the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, after what he did to Daniel Garcia. <laughs> Excuse me, Jesus Christ. After what he did to Daniel Garcia last Saturday. So he came out, and he was about to start talking until Chris Jericho, who was on commentary for the whole show, cut them off. Saying, like, oh, he's, you know, tired of hearing the congratulations, and he's tired of hearing the crowd chanting, Yuta, Yuta, and that's exactly what the whole crowd started to chant. You know, so Jericho just basically just had enough. He's like, you know, enough, enough right here. He told Claudio he's gonna stick his boot up his ass, and Claudio's like, you know, come on. And that's a match, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing. You know, Claudio versus Jericho. I don't know. Did they ever wrestle back in WWE? I don't know if they did. I don't know if Claudio and Jericho ever wrestled. Like, I'm trying to like think about it right now. I don't think they ever went one on one. 
Maybe at a house show they wrestle one-on-one. But I don't know if they ever wrestled like on television. I know they didn't wrestle on pay-per-view. Unless maybe they went at it a little bit in the Royal Rumble. And maybe one of the Royal Rumbles, probably. I don't remember. Actually, I'm trying to think. Actually, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it one time. I remember when Claudio was Cesaro, he made his return after WrestleMania 32. He was in a fatal four-way match for a chance to face... um, Chance to face Roman Reigns for the WWE title it was him, AJ, I believe Jericho was in it, and Owens was in it. Because I think Sami Zayn got taken out by Owens before. So, yeah, yeah, they did wrestle like a little bit. So, I had to think about it for a split second. They probably did go one-on-one after that. I'm not too sure. So I'm not I'm not too sure actually if they went one on one after that, but they do they do have a little bit of history in the ring. So yeah, I just had to think about it for a split second. Um, but yeah, you know, fucking Yudo's he basically just had enough. He had enough, honestly, and he said that he could beat Chris Jericho. And Jericho's like, oh, no, you can't. They were going back and forth. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Back and forth, all that shit. Oh my god. And then fucking Jericho's like this. He's like, all right, you know what? Fine. You think you could beat me? Wrestle me on Dynamite. And Yuta's like, nah. And he's like, what, what? You don't think you could beat me? You don't think you could beat me? And Jericho's like, you know what? No, no, no. We'll do this right here. I'm so confident that I can beat you that I will put my title shot on the line. And if you beat me, you get my title shot against John Moxley at Quake by the Lake. And I'm like, oh. I mean, it's kind of obvious that Yuta won't win, but if you just think about it, it's like, holy shit, that's a good scenario. And Yuta's like, that was easier than I thought. I accept. And he played Jericho right there and he even asked Claudio, do you think I could beat him? He said yes, and William Regal said yes as well. Or he said definitely. But okay, so on Dynamite, it will be Wheelie Yuta versus Chris Jericho. And if Wheelie Yuta beats Jericho, he gets Jericho's title shot at Quake by the Lake against John Moxley. I mean, just just to think about it, it's like holy shit. Could you imagine if Yuta gets a title shot? I don't, he's not gonna get it. We know Jericho. We know Jericho's gonna win. He's gonna do something dirty to beat Yuta. That's fine. That's fine. And I already I already could see it. People are gonna start complaining. Oh, Jericho's burying Yuta. How, how is he buried? He's the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. He beat Garcia at the pay-per-view. He's over as hell. He's not buried. Because I can already just see people like, oh my god, Jericho's burying him. I could just see it already. I could just I can already just see it. And I'm like, oh my god. I can already just I can already see it all over social media. Oh, Jericho buried Yuta. They always bury the young talents, blah, 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 blah. I can already just see it, and I'm already annoyed by it. But it most likely will be the main event on Dynamite, which is fine by me. That, that's a win right there for you. He's going to main event with Jericho. It doesn't hurt him at all. He's going to main event with him. The fact that he's even going to get that spotlight is a fucking win. Are you kidding me? Right. And I think it might be I think it might be his first ever one-on-one main event on Dynamite. We know he's main event at Rampage one-on-one. So there you go. So shut up. 
Jesus Christ. People can play about everything in fucking wrestling. It's annoying. But now, before we talk about Dynamite next week, let's get to the main event of the evening. Queen Slayer Anna J versus Ruby Soho. Kind of surprised that this was the main event. And you know what? I'm actually happy it was the main event. And Anna J, I know I criticized her for a fucking promo back on um, Dynamite. Because it was pretty bad. But her promo... Her promo right here, though, like before the match, you know, Mark Henry interviews both wrestlers. It was pretty good, actually. It was actually a little bit more believable. Like, you could kind of tell she's trying to really get into the character. You know, it's it's a process, but she did a lot better than she did on Dynamite. I will give her credit on that one. Her promo on Dynamite was terrible. But her promo here was a little bit better. I guess you could say her character's like, I guess you could say psychotic in a way. The way she speaks, it's fair. But it was good. It was good, honestly, and it was a great main event. I actually really enjoyed it. Or even though before this, I forgot to mention, we did see uh, the Acclaimed music video about the Gun Club. It was pretty funny. And on Dynamite, it will be the Gun Club versus the Acclaimed in a dumpster match. So the first ever dumpster match here in AEW. The last time I saw a dumpster match was Braun Strowman versus Kalisto back on Raw in 2017. So we'll see how, we'll see how that goes next week. Um, but yeah, this main event here between... Between Anna and Ruby. And here's the thing about Anna. Here's the thing about Anna right here. She was actually consistent. Because she had a really good match with Serena D back at Fighter Fest. On Dynamite a couple weeks ago. And she did really good in this main event against Ruby Soho last night. So there you go. Now Anna J starting to be a little bit more consistent now when it comes to wrestling. Because like, like I've mentioned plenty of times. She has been very inconsistent where she'll have a good match. And the next match will be garbage. But back-to-back match she's had on television, consistent. They were good. There you go. And she looked really good against Ruby Soho. She looked really good in this match. I was kind of surprised. Because I remember I was reading this, like, a lot of people said, oh, a lot of people left the show before this match. I mean, listen, a lot of people leave during Rampage. I've done it, too. <laughs> I've done it, too. When Ram- Since Rampage has started... The three times I've been to Dynamite, I was at Dynamite last year in September. I was there early on January, back in May. I, I left after Dynamite all three times. I'm not going to stay for Rampage. Unless Rampage is a super stacked card, then probably I will stay, but it's a long fucking show. It's a long show. That's just me, though. Well, that's a lot of people, though, I should say. <laughs> But, you know, I'm going to do the same thing for Grand Slam. I'm going to go to Grand Slam in September. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to leave after Dynamite. I'm not, I really don't feel like staying the rest of the show. It's just, it's too long. I don't feel like getting home at, like, 1 in the morning. I really just don't feel, I don't feel like doing that. But that's just me. That's, again, well, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. But, um, back to this main event, though, it was good. Re- really enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable. I liked it. I really, really liked it. Anna Jay played off the character very well. You know, I like her as a heel. I think she's a lot better as a heel. And even before past Ruby Soho was like, you know, keep your cronies away. You know, like Ty Conte and Guevara. So nobody got involved. It was a one-on-one match. Nobody got involved. Nobody on any side. Kingston and Ortiz stayed away. And sort of Guevara and Conte. Everybody stayed away. It was a clean, clean match, which was good. I was like, okay, thank God. And it was really good. You know, and Anna J fucking ripped off Soho's cast and 
She was beating the shit out of her and sold did everything she could. She got out of the Queen Slayer the first time. Hit no future on her. Went for the pin, Anna Jay kicked out at two. And then Anna Jay, with Aubrey Edwards not looking, she grabbed Soho's Kaz and she choked her out with it, put in the Queen Slayer. And she was really good at protecting it. So Edwards couldn't see it or nobody else could really see it. And Ruby Soho faded. That was it. Anna Jay gets the win in the main event. Definitely, definitely I would say the biggest win of her career, especially being in a main event of a TV show. You know, maybe she's going to go after the women's title, honestly. She could. Because I was thinking, like, Soho would go after Rosa next. After Rose is done with Storm and Britt Baker. Because we're up, I mean, I think... What I think they're going to do with Rose, I think she's going to wrestle in a Fatal 4-Way match at Battle of the Belts on Saturday, next Saturday, against Storm, Baker, and Hayter. That's just what I think. So maybe, and I was thinking like for All Out, they would do Soho versus Rosa, but now Anna Jay just beats Soho. You kind of have to give Anna Jay a shot. So maybe Anna Jay goes after Thunder Rosa. Maybe she surprises a lot of people and wins. Wouldn't that be something? Could you imagine that one? I actually would be like, holy shit. And you want to talk about somebody that's going to make you look really good? Rosa would make her look really good. So keep that in mind. We'll see what happens. So coming up on Dynamite on Wednesday, with the undisputed leader back, Adam Cole, Bebe, the Young Bucks, Matt, and Nick Jackson. Well, they've been on television regularly, but back in the group, and Red Dragon... Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, so the Undisputed Elite are officially back. Coming up on Dynamite, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll see a betrayal. Maybe Cole and Red Dragon go their separate ways, and Omega makes his return and goes with the Young Bucks, and we get that trios match for All Out for the trios titles. Cross your fingers, hopefully it happens. It would be a huge way right there to do it, honestly. And also, what's coming up on Dynamite, we have Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. These two did go out back at Fighter Fest last year. We have Thunderstorm, the AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa, and Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayda. We have Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Whoopty fucking do. Powerhouse Hobbs will be in action after we did a Ricky Starks back on Dynamite. We have the Gun Club, Colton and Austin Gunn versus the acclaimed Platinum Max Caster, Anthony Bowens in a dumpster match. And potentially right here, the main event. Chris Jericho versus the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Wheelie Yuta. And if Wheelie Yuta wins, he gets Jericho's title shot against John Moxley at Quake by the Lake. And Rampage will be live next Friday, about fucking time. And they did announce for Battle of the Belts 3 next Saturday. Claudio Castanoli will have his first title defense for the Ring of Honor World title as he'll put his Ring of Honor World title on the line against Kanosuke Takeshka. Ooh, man, that's going to be a good match. That is going to be a fucking good match. And that's Claudio's first challenger for the title. Ooh, man, he's going to make this kid look really good. Holy shit, it's going to be a fucking good one. All right, so now shifting over to WWE right here, my WWE SummerSlam predictions. Let's get right into it. So there's eight matches on this card. Sadly, we aren't going to get Seth Rollins versus Riddle. That match was taken off the card. I'm not sure if Riddle is legitimately hurt or if Triple H just changed the card. I don't know if Seth Rollins is going to wrestle tonight. I don't think he's going to. I'm going to check right now just to make sure. I'm going to check, you know, social media, see if anything pops up right now while I'm doing this. I don't think he's going to wrestle, though. 
It doesn't seem like he's going to. So yeah, I guess he's not going to. He is not going to wrestle tonight. It doesn't look that way. But anything could happen during the show. So we'll definitely keep a close eye on that one. So the first match we'll talk about, let's see. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. So listen, I might be in the minority on this one, but I've always liked Corbin, honestly. When he won the Money in the Bank in 2017, the SmackDown Money in the Bank, I was fucking happy. I really was. I actually was legitimately happy for him. I know a lot of people wanted AJ, and I think I think Owens probably in that match. I think Zayn and Nakamura win it too. So I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, you had all these choices you gave to fucking Corbin. I was happy when Corbin won. No pun intended, but I was legitimately happy. I was like, holy shit. Like, he's been on the main roster for a year now. He's a great fucking heel. And he's a good worker, Corbin. Like, I can understand people not liking his gimmick, you know, the way that he talks. You know, I understand that. He's very annoying, but he's a he's a good fucking worker. He's very reliable in the ring. He's very good. But just if he didn't get in if he didn't get in over his head, you know, because he went after somebody on Twitter and he was interrupting people during a meeting they had. If he didn't do that right there, he probably would have been WWE champion. Because I'm going to say this real quick. What should have happened is this. They should have held off with Nakamura getting a title shot right away. It should have been Cena versus Mahal at SummerSlam. Cena wins. They do the rematch on SmackDown. Cena retains. Corbin cashes in on SmackDown. And he becomes WWE champion. He holds the title until... So that means we do get him versus Brock at Survivor Series. I think I think Brock would work that match. So I would have Corbin drop the belt to Styles at the Royal Rumble. And then you get Styles versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. And Nakamura wins. See, because Nakamura losing to Mahal twice at SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell. And that hurt him a little bit, honestly. It really did. That's how I would have done it. At least Corbin gets a decent reign as champion. Styles becomes champion again. Nakamura now gets his now he gets his shot right here. And then I would have Nakamura drop it to Joe at SummerSlam. The next SummerSlam. There you go. And then you could do Joe versus Brian. You're welcome. So I would have done it. Could have been better, but uh and I, I saw Pat McAfee's highlights from WrestleMania when he wrestled Austin Theory. Pat McAfee could fucking go, and I've seen highlights of him versus Adam Cole. I believe that was, I believe that was in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And Pat McAfee's proven he can go in the ring. He's proven he can go in the ring. So I'm looking forward to this match right now. These two actually were teammates with the Annapolis Colts a long time ago. So I'm looking forward to this match right here, and I'm going to go with Pat McAfee to get the win over bum-ass, oh, excuse me, Happy Corbin. Oh my gosh. So now we got Logan Paul versus The Miz. And I also saw Logan Paul's highlights from WrestleMania when him and The Miz teamed up to face the Mysterios. And Logan Paul, another guy right there. The celebrities WWE has brought in recently, like Logan Paul and like Bad Bunny. These guys have taken this shit seriously. Which is great. They've taken this shit fucking seriously. And they've done and they've done spectacular. So now Logan Paul versus The Miz one-on-one, once tag, once tag team partners at WrestleMania, now bitter enemies at SummerSlam. 
So I don't know what Logan Paul's WWE schedule is going to look like, honestly. I don't know if he's just going to wrestle at the big four pay-per-views. I don't know if you're going to have him wrestle, like, say, at Clash of the Castle on September 3rd. Is he going to wrestle weekly? I kind of doubt that. Maybe I'm sure he'll wrestle maybe on a Raw or SmackDown in the future. So I don't know what his schedule is going to legitimately look like. We'll have to wait and see on that one. That's It's a tough one to think. But hey, his first one-on-one match is against a future Hall of Famer right here in The Miz. I know that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers, but hey, The Miz is fucking awesome. He legitimately is, so that's just how it is. So with this match right here, I think it's going to be good. Logan Paul's proven he can go in the ring. He proved that at WrestleMania. He's going to prove it again tonight here at SummerSlam. And he's going to beat The Miz. I'm going to go with Logan Paul getting the win over The Miz tonight. So now next match right here for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley defending his United States Championship against Mr. Money in the Bank, Theory. So we know these two did go back. They went at it back at Money in the Bank. It um, was actually early on this month. It was, a couple, it was actually a couple weeks ago. And Bobby Lashley beat Theory for the United States title. And we know later on in the men's Money in the Bank match, Theory came out and he won the briefcase. And these two put on a good match at Money in the Bank. It was actually a really good match. I enjoyed it. I seriously enjoyed it. And I'm going to enjoy this one tonight. So hopefully we get to see Lashley have a lengthy a lengthy program as United States champion. I hope that Theory doesn't win back the belt, honestly. Because then it's like, then why would you give the title to Bobby just for like, what, three weeks? It doesn't make much sense. I hope they don't play Hot Potato. I hate when any company does it. When they play Hot Potato with a championship, it's like, come on. Just keep it on one guy. Don't, don't, don't start playing around with the belt. Don't, don't start doing that shit, please. Just, just don't. That's all I ask. I beg of you, please don't do that. I have nothing against Theory. I actually like Theory. I don't, I don't speak for many people on that one, but I actually do like him. Just don't play Hot Potato with the belt. Let Lashley have a nice reign as champion, please. Just do that. With this match, right, I think this match will be just as good as their match at Money in the Bank. And I'm going with Bobby Lashley to retain the WWE United States Championship. See, next match right here, no disqualification tag team match. We have the Mysterios, Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor. So this program I like. You know, with the Judgment Day, I felt like they were done pretty wrong, honestly. You know, when Edge was the leader, you know, and they he brought in Damian Priest, and they brought in Rhea Ripley, and they beat AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Liv Morgan, and Hell in a Cell. Really good six-person tag team match, by the way. I didn't like how the next night they brought in Finn just to make him the leader. Like, that's that's a real downgrade from Edge to Finn. Nothing against Finn, but you could have just had Finn been like a regular member, honestly. You didn't have to take out Edge like that. People didn't like that too much. People were like, are you serious? They just started as a group, and that's it. You're kicking out the leader. You're kicking out the guy that brought you in. They said, oh, he's holding us back. Like, you guys legitimately won. You legitimately just won the night before. How is he holding you back? He's not getting in your face saying you're fucking up and shit. He's trying to help you. He brought you in. That just didn't make much sense. But that was Vince for you right there, I guess. It's whatever. Um, With this tag team match, I mean, the Mysterios did beat Priest and Balor back on Raw. Really good match. 
But I think this is a no disqualification. Since this is a no disqualification match, I think this is going to go into Priest and Balor's favor. So I'm going to go with the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. And I'm sure that Edge is going to return after this match. I'm sure that he is. Because you've know, been seeing like this whole like vignettes the last few weeks. We know it's Edge, so um, I think Edge will make an appearance. And I actually would have I would have the Judgment Day win, but then I would have Edge come out after the match. I wouldn't have him help. I wouldn't have him help the Mysterios. I would have him come out after the match, but I would give Judgment Day the win, and I think they are going to win. All right, so next match right here for the SmackDown Women's Championship: Liv Morgan defending her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Against Ronda Rousey. So Liv Morgan, she beat Ronda Rousey when she cashed in her women's Money in the Bank briefcase on Ronda back in Money in the Bank. This is her first title defense on pay-per-view, of course, against Ronda. So Ronda's getting a rematch right away. I'm a little bit skeptical about this match. I think it's going to be a decent match, but I just have like that feeling like that Ronda might win. I really hope she does it. I have nothing against Ronda because she was a great Royal Women's Champion a few years ago. Like, I actually really liked her as Royal Women's Champion. But you gave Liv her moment. Just don't take it away like this. Please. That's all I ask. Don't take this away from Liv. Please. Have Liv Morgan retain. That's all that I ask. Don't. Just please don't give it back to Ronda. Because that, be, that would be really shitty, honestly. You give Liv her moment that, okay, three weeks later, it's taken away. Like, please don't do that. That's all they ask. Let Liv have, let her have a few-month title reign. Let, let her hold the belt till next year, at least. Let's see what she can do. I know some people said, like, oh, she's too girly to be women's champion. She's, that's just her character. She's a babyface. It's not like she's a heel. Then it wouldn't make any sense. But she's great, Liv. She's, like, the perfect babyface in the WWE. She really is. We want to think about it. So, I, I hope Ronda doesn't win. I'm not going to go with Ronda. If this was like Vince still in control, I think Ronda would win. But I think this will be a little bit different tonight. I think it will be a decent match. I'm going to go with Liv Morgan to retain her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. So, staying on, on the topic right here of women's championships, we get to the WWE Raw Women's Championship as Bianca Belair defends her WWE Raw Women's Championship against big-time Becky Lynch. And these two have had classic after classic after classic. This is going to be another one. This might be their final chapter in their story. We know last year Bianca Belair was going to defend the... It was the... Was it the Women's Championship? No, it was the... Uh, was it the SmackDown? I think it was the SmackDown Women's Championship, wasn't it? I'm trying to think real quick. Yeah, I think it was a, a SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, it was a SmackDown Women's Championship. She was going to defend it against Carmella, but then Becky Lynch came out, took her out, and then beat Bianca Belair in 20 seconds in her return, which was pretty bad, honestly. It really was. But, you know, Bianca got a redemption winning the Royal Women's title because I think they swapped belts because I wasn't keeping up with the program at times. But Bianca got a redemption at WrestleMania this year, and now she can get her full-on redemption at SummerSlam. And I think she will. I think these two are going to put on another classic match like they've always had so far. It's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going Bianca Belair to retain her Royal Women's Championship. All right, two matches left right here for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. The Usos defending their the Undisputed 
WWE Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins, and Montez Ford with Jeff Jarrett as a special guest referee. I did see the Usos accidentally super kicked Jeff Jarrett back on SmackDown last night. That's gonna hurt. That might hurt them a little bit. That might hurt them. I don't know if it was all part of their plan. I don't know if Jeff Jarrett's in on it. But that's something right there. That might hurt them a little bit tonight. That might hurt them a little bit tonight. And these two, they had an amazing match at Money in the Bank. It started off a little bit slow, but it ended off like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck? We know Montez Ford's about to do some crazy shit tonight. And with this match, it's going to be great. It most likely will be a five-star match. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, with this match right here, it's a tough one to pick. I mean, the Usos have been the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. Because they won the Raw Tag Team Championships a couple of months ago. And I know they've had the SmackDown Tag Team titles for quite a while. And I think for over a year they've had it, if I'm not mistaken. Around a year or something like that. I think their title reign comes to an end tonight. Because I'm going with the Street Profits to win the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. That's my prediction. It's bold. It's a hot take. And we'll see what happens. But now we get to the main event of the evening. One last time. For the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match. Their last chapter right here. This is their last chapter. They've been going at each other for fucking years. Since 2015. It finally comes to an end seven years later. Last man standing. It's a hard one to predict. It really is. It's a hard one to predict. Because rumors have come out that it's going to be Roman versus Drew at Clash of the Castle. Because Drew McIntyre just beat Sheamus in the Donnybrook, la- in the Donnybrook match last night. So he's getting a title shot at Clash of the Castle, and it's rumored it's going to be him versus Roman, and it's rumored that Drew is going to become champion. So, I mean, rumors are rumors. Rumors are rumors. Could be true, could not be true. And honestly, if Drew goes over against Roman, that's perfectly fine. If it's Brock, it's like, eh. Unless if it leads just to Drew beating Brock, then okay, whatever. Well, we've seen that before. Um... This match is hard to predict right here. I mean, will there be any shenanigans during this match? Most likely. I would like to see Roman legitimately beat Brock with no help. That's what I'd like to see. I would like to see Roman just beat him with no help right here. Just beat him. Beat him up right here. It's going to be a really good main event. It's going to be a really good main event. In the end right here, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns to retain his WWE Undisputed Universal championship. That's my prediction. So my full predictions for SummerSlam, guys. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I have Pat McAfee. Logan Paul versus The Miz. I have Logan Paul. Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States title. I have Bobby Lashley retaining. The Mysterios versus The Judgment Day. I know it's qualification tag to match. I have The Judgment Day. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I have Liv Morgan retaining the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I have, Be- I have Bianca Belair, excuse me, retaining the Raw Women's Championship. The Usos versus the Street Profits for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. I have the Street Profits winning 
the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships and Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal title. I have Roman Reigns retaining the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. All right, guys. That's it for today right here. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow with my WWE SummerSlam review. Talk to them, guys.